TLC. Let's talk about it while I dodge nasties. <laughs> Blake doing the damn thing. We finna talk WWA. Target Center, Minneapolis, champions, hometown. That's right, our champion on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar. Not in attendance because, you know, he's a busy... Uh, knocking down trees and throwing hay around on the farmland. No knock to him. Uh, but, yeah, we had um, an awesome show last night. It was really, really fun and action-packed in the first half. The second half was really the transitional storyline part, and it, it, some people would say it felt like somewhat of a chore. And I say the mature ones would say that. Like, okay, some of this, we need to get these matches out the way. Or we need to get some of these storylines advanced uh, in some fashion so we can move forward and make this uh, product heading in the Royal Rumble as interesting as possible. So all of the big stuff is out the way. Final pay-per-view of the decade. Wow. Congratulations, WWE. And, uh, yeah, we had the ladies' main event again. Uh, did it live up to the hype? I think that the bar was set pretty highly. The one thing I can notice and acknowledge is that the women are able to take certain hits just like the men. And if fatigue isn't settling in, then uh, the ladies are strong. Then they looked strong. Like it was, it was really good stuff uh, for for what it was worth. You know, if they made a lot of a lot of highlight reel material, you know, it was a lot of stuff that would make an awesome video package. Whether it be a couple of still shots that we get to see later on tonight at Raw, or. Uh, you know, a video package in general highlighting the main event matchup. Uh, Kyrie saying possibly injured. Oh my God, get well, Kyrie. She's so adorable, but it's like, oh my God, certain moments where it's like, wait, so that's where the injury happened? Wait, so that's why she was running away from Charizard? Mm. But, you know, she is adorable. She's totally animate, and yeah. We hope that Kyrie Poppins is okay, but shouts to Oscar for picking up the victory. King Corbin and Roman, what a fight. Uh, it was uh, it was the way a match was supposed to be. Security wasn't in the way for, Rome, for, um, excuse me, for Corbin's little slide out of the ring, go around the post, and come in with a giant clothesline. Like, it was all right. You know, the crowd, I was hoping they wouldn't burn themselves out too early, but that is exactly what happened because they would have been more invested in certain spots with some of the matches uh, that came later on in the card, which is technically what they paid their money for. Uh, Miz and uh, Bray Wyatt, I actually enjoyed watching Bray Wyatt in there doing his work, you know, being, you know, fun Bray, I guess we'll call him. Yeah, fun Bray or fiend Bray, <laughs> right? But, um... Yeah, Fun Bray was in there, and him coming out, and he's 
you know, doing the wave at the crowd and he's all happy and, you know, commentary at the table, just, uh, you know, calling out, what is it, like, oh, like, just calling out the story, like, oh, he's crazy and demented and I don't understand and how is he taking pain? I heard some people say, oh, Bray should be able to still take pain, but the Fiend shouldn't because that's good for the Fiend's character. I say if we all know Bray is the Fiend, then let Bray laugh it up and do it exactly the way he's doing it. And that makes The Fiend that much more epic when he is in the ring. I thought it was good stuff, you know. I thought it was a good other side. Like, Bray's not even trying to fight. He has his moments of getting a little more aggressive. But ultimately, The Fiend is the super dangerous one. Maybe Bray doesn't have the same skills as he has, LOL, when he puts on that mask. Who knows? Good stuff. Party me. Dodging these nasties on the road and trying not to, uh, you know, lose my temper whilst doing so. But uh, a very, 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 very good match between himself and the Miz. Uh, shouts to Miz. You know, he did his thing. He was in there and he was defending his family. Miz won to me. You know, like. Yeah, sure, Bray picked up the pinfall and all the rest of that. But any man willing to defend his family because he has one is much, much, much stronger than a man trying to troll another man's family just because he has the skill to. So Miz went in there and fought. He showed no fear. He gave us some real cool spots and some awesome moments. We all knew that uh, the Universal Champion was going to pick up the victory because he's the universal champion, you know, like, I, you expect nothing less and nothing different, but the championship wasn't even on the line, I thought the title was up for grabs, but, you know, we realized it wasn't, and that's fine, you know, but uh, ultimately, it was a uh, really a good show at the end of the day, uh, we could go in order of the event, but I don't really, uh, I don't really feel like going through the order of the event just yet. Uh, who else had a cool match? Uh, Rusev and Bobby Lashley. This this rivalry is not over. This feud is not getting blown off. Uh, I cannot say that I am uh, excited about it. Rusev is elated apparently, and uh, Lana is being a complete Jezebel. <laughs> sorry. Just gotta call it like that. And I'm really sorry about it. You know, it's uh, it's what it is. And right now, I don't really know if the storyline can continue and it be uh, engaging to the crowd. I'm not, I'm not really seeing it. We might be able to see some comedy tonight. I know that I, it's been moments where I really did enjoy uh, the product, but or the mo it's been moments where I would find myself chuckling, you know, like that's that's a really good way to say it. But uh, overall, I've not really been feeling that segment in general. Like it's sorry, Rusev, it's not the top story. It does have its moments where it's funny, but it's not the top story in WWE. Uh, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin being the locker room leader is uh, definitely a little more engaging and also uh, Seth Rollins aligning himself with the AOP while Kevin Owens, uh, you know, searches for 
a boogeyman to to stalk and troll and bother him. You know, that's also another very captivating story. Uh, was going on with the with the women in general with Lacey Evans and Bailey is a little bit more intriguing than what's going on with your your love triangle and sex capades or whatever. You know, like I've uh, been enjoying a lot more of the WWE product uh, with with that stuff. But all in all, it's been uh, very very fun stuff. For the most in the ring tables match, it's difficult because you don't want like like you're trying to avoid going through a table, you know. So now it's like, oh man, how can we make this interesting? The one thing I'm thankful for is that we didn't get a chairs match because then it's just like, oh, like how, how crazy can this look? Like that's actually a chore to try to make interesting at times. But all in all, uh. Ruru and Bobby Lashley went in there. Here's, I, I called it out last night. Probably won't happen, but it would be awesome to have uh, Summer Rae come back. And then, bam, now we got now we got a, a mixed tag match on our hands. Viking Raiders uh, had a open challenge. And out comes the OC, the best tag team in the world. Shouts to Shano. Uh, for making that gimmick so, so funny now. And it's like, I don't, it's something that you don't see and you don't, I don't, it's weird, man, because that for me, even though like, is this virtually means nothing, it still does mean a whole bunch. So um, we could have a, a lot of fun moving forward with the OC and uh, the OC business and uh, what is it uh, just getting into uh, you know their rivalry with the Viking Raiders like they, there could be something good there they had their match and it ended in count out which is a good way to just like okay they're, the Viking Raiders are trying to get them over right now they're out in Viking country being Minnesota they got the Vikings out there the crowd was definitely uh tuned in with the match in a way and uh it's like okay well Vince you're trying to get the people uh, into the Viking Raiders it's been working for the most part and you're in a really good city for them now they're not at home but this is a Viking town are you gonna make the Vikings lose and piss the crowd off or are you gonna let the OC lose not piss the crowd off but still have these guys, the best tag team in the world, by the way, look like a bunch of goddamn jabrones. Like, how are we doing this? And for it to end in a double count out uh, to where nobody wins, which is, you know, not a new trick, but it's a good time to use that element to, to pull that card out of the hand. It's like, oh, yeah, this is perfect because OC is the only team that owns a victory over the Viking Raiders. And the Viking Raiders have been on quite the tear, like as of recent. So, very good stuff. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's very good for, uh, you know, both tag teams. And uh, we'll see. You know, we, I, if anything, I would just say let the OC get some uh, string together a couple of victories. 
you know, maybe one or two victories and then go at it for the tag team championships, maybe at the Rumble. You know what I mean? Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe we'll need, need some uh, time to, you know, do other things. So we'll just have it on a random Raw, but maybe not. We actually might get some good stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was um, that was actually fun stuff with the tag team, guys. Uh, yeah, King Corbin actually beat Roman Reigns with the help of half of the heel roster in the SmackDown locker room. Now, of course, this isn't half of the heel roster, but it definitely is uh, the Revival and Ziggy, which I'm, I'm actually getting accustomed to. I was thinking about that uh, sometime throughout the night whilst all of this was taking place. But it's like, you know, Ziggy being in the midst, Ziggy just being in the mix in general, it actually does have a, a, a little bit to it. Like, you know, I'm not even mad at this. So maybe he could uh, continue to be around. We're hearing uh, along the rumor mill and the grapevine that uh, Baron Corbin needs a new manager and Ziggy could be a good guy for the job. Like, I think uh, it's a good way to make use of a long-tenured WWE superstar and one that is well-known by the crowd. Ziggy wearing a glorious shirt last night, so shouts to uh, Robert Roode, uh, still around, and hope that he gets back from, you know, his hiatus, and we'll just call it that, regardless of why he's not here right now. It may be unfortunate, but hey, inside a storyline, it's injury. So let's just keep this to the storyline. And, uh, yo, pardon me. Let's keep it to the storyline. And, uh, yeah, just just wish Robert Roode well uh, with, with uh, all that he's uh, going through right now. I hope that he gets through it. Uh, well, hope he gets back relatively soon. Something like uh, maybe 30 days or such. Now, with that, uh, that was uh, good stuff. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now, see, all of this craziness on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, did we miss anything? Kickoff! Fun stuff. Now, Revival went at it with New Day. Awesome ladder match. The Revival are literally modern day, one of the best tag teams we got. They went in there with the New Day, so it's not like they was... They wasn't getting, you know, tested. They wasn't in there with, you know, a low-level tag team that they could just run through. You know what I mean? Now, what I will say, on the kickoff, the Revival thought it'd be cute to challenge Harlem Heat. King Booker, it is all good. We are fine. They're trying to go at, you know, Booker T. What's this guy's name? Uh, Dawson. Dawson want to take his headset off. And, you know, don't want to get all... You know, distracted because it could have got crazy. I know why he took his headset off. That was on a WWE backstage one time. You know what's funny? The last person that couldn't handle the headset was named David Arquette. And uh, I mean, being WCW champion is a you know huge honor. But I'm saying everybody can't be WWE champion. I mean. Booker T has held a lot of world championships. So uh, has Scott Dawson. I'm just saying, though, 
oh, you've been a tag team champion for a long time. Oh, you lost last night. How'd that work for you? Won't be rude to, to damn legends. Oh, the revival of legends. Yeah, I understand. But at the same exact time, we're going to have to see some wins get stringed together instead of just a bunch of whoring around all of the actual legends and up and coming legends and all the rest of that just so you could get the good rub. I'm just saying, you're running around with Randy. Now you're running around with Corbin trying to, you know, you know keep us relevant. Uh-oh, he said the R word. Over the edge we go, folks, because Karma broke Dash's jaw, made him take a really silly bump in front of everybody, which was fine. It was very funny. But I'm saying, I'm saying, Dawson, you want you want the you want the heat. You bet you won't stick around in the kitchen for a little while longer because we all know King Booker been just waiting, just waiting for the phone call to say, hey, man. You want to get back in the ring for a little while? You want to have a quick 10-minute match? Put these cats in their motherfucking place. Part of my language. Part of my PG. But goddammit, this is my show. And I'm going to say exactly what I please. Scott Dawson, you're out of line talking to a legend like that. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? Sit down, take several seats, and stay there for a little minute. Because... We ain't about to be tolerating all that kind of behavior around two-time, two-time WWE Hall of Famers. Don't get me started with the rest of it. Who, what, what makes you so awesome? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be Hall of Famers one day. See you in about 15 years. Don't worry. I'll be there, and I'll be paying attention. Or, you know what? Let me just stop right there. You know why? Because it's all good. It's all good. Now, the rest of the pre-show was awesome. We had Charlie C. We had David Otunga. We had Coach. We had King Booker throwing in all the points, throwing in the ideas. But the only thing that outshined them was Andrade and Umberto Carrillo. Went in there and they gave us an awesome match. Somewhere during one of the first commercial breaks in the early going, we, uh, we didn't see it. But apparently Andrade uh, cut his face open somewhere. We don't like the blood. PG ever. I don't really uh, promote, you know, blood like that. It only comes out so often, you know, with the, like the fake packs. But the fact that the real stuff happened this time around, it's like, oh, my goodness. This is highly unfortunate. What in the F is going on? Uh, we do hope that Andrade is okay. Uh, Umberto was, you know, holding his own. You know, I felt uh, very, very proud of Umberto. And now Andrade has his rival for the new face of Latin America. Now, my opinion, because Andrade has just been on more of a streak, he's been around longer, and he's definitely more so proven. Uh, we've, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna, I'm still sticking with my boy. Now, him and uh, Zelina are, uh, you know, they're, they're going at it. You know, and they, they're having their little friction. And it is still uncomfortable for me to watch personally because, you know, it's, uh, you know, you don't, you, I don't want them to split. I actually heard a really good uh, suggestion uh, last night. They talking about, well, if Zelina and Andrade do break up or they do split, maybe we could have uh, Alistair Black, whose promos, Follow Zelina's or come beforehand, but you definitely know that there's that black cloud over La Muñeca. They could, you know, she could get mad. Then here come Alistair, you know, for the save with the cape. You know, they real life married. So 
we might be able to have something very cool, uh, you know, take place moving forward with that. Who knows? But uh, I'm very excited. Oh, pardon me, folks. So it could be very, uh, very good stuff to take place out of that. Now, that was just a small suggestion that I had seen. I'm not saying whether or not it should happen. I wouldn't be upset if WWE went a completely different direction with that storyline. But it was a cool little suggestion. Like, oh, that that could be cool. And Andrade and uh, Alistair Black could go into a little rivalry. Hold on. Universal Championship match. Pardon me, I forgot to bring up DB coming back. Now he always oh, ripping his hair off. Oh my God, and blah, blah, blah. And we haven't seen him in weeks. Now I thought Daniel Bryan was going to come back. He did the little fiend thing with the lights going out and the sound effects. And out comes Daniel Bryan. Now I wasn't around for the Yes Movement. I wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I respect the Yes Movement a great deal. I, I like how Daniel Bryan has built such a... Uh, rapport with the WWE universe. I love Daniel Bryan. I wasn't huge on him initially, but this is where it's like, okay, where there's room for organic growth. He had to retire, hit me right in the heartstrings, and, uh, you know, then it was like, well, dang, he wants to come back. You know, he's on Talking Smack. You can tell he loves this. And, you know, they even, you know, revert back to that idea from um, some years ago with the, the segment last week with Renee and Mrs. Home and, you know, Bray Wyatt is all, you know, we've seen the segment. So it was a cool throw, throw, throw back to that. And Daniel Bryan coming back, I wouldn't say it was, uh, I think it was just a shock to the crowd in a fashion that wasn't really what they were expecting. I think they might have been expecting a little more. Me personally, I didn't know what to want. So I didn't really have an issue with whatever took place. You know, it was all right. Like, it was all right. Um, it, it was all right. Like, I'm, I'm glad that he's back. He looks a lot younger, you know, with the shave and the, the short hair and the hoodie was on and all that. It's like, wow, you know, like now. So Daniel Bryan is back and he's doing the yes thing. So I guess he's full on baby face now, which is fine. And uh, yeah, so shouts to DB coming back. The crowd was totally into it. It is very exciting to, you know, just, uh, you know, see him back like that. And we're going to see where this goes. Uh, I'm excited for the Rumble. I know that Daniel Bryan has been a huge favorite to win the Rumble for a while now. And uh, the crowd has totally lost their shit a couple of times where, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan was eliminated or whatever so have you. Like, this was in the early years when I was first coming back. The people were going crazy. I think Daniel Bryan came out of, like, number 10 or something like that. And, you know, then he got eliminated really fast or some shit like that. But it was just really, really funny stuff. And uh, Roman won, and I think that was the first year they started turning on Roman. But this is what I mean with just following the characters and watching how the stories continue to develop. Because now we're coming up on the next mania. Well, yeah, next mania. So Royal Rumble's next. And, you know, DB could have a good, good spot in that this year. We'll see how it goes. He's in the Universal Championship picture somewhat. You know, he looked at the title. He didn't touch the title, which was somewhat important. You know, but... It was um, it was it was all right. It was all right. Him and Miz and uh, Bray went in there and did the thing. Now uh, Andrade and Umberto, they could have a potential rivalry moving forward. Uh, Zelina didn't get too involved in the match. She tried to jump in, had the same 
same situation and the story continued with some newer moves and new the new sequence to lead into the uh, ending of the match. Uh, awesome moonsault. Charlotte, well, Umberto dropped the awesome moonsault. Charlotte, please stop rotating as fast. Try that. Let's try that as far as the moonsault goes. She's tall. I've been thinking about this for a, a while now. And maybe the rotation is a part of the issue. Becky trying to throw that leg drop off of the second rope through the table. Perfect. Because she actually got a little bit of height off of the jump. Now, you don't want to come down too heavy on your opponent. I get it. So you just throw yourself off the ropes. But, nope. Fandango flying off the top rope doing the hip-hop drop. R.I.P. Grandmaster Sexay. Same idea. Everybody's throwing themselves off the ropes. But they're getting that spring off. We saw Becky raise her feet a little bit once she jumped, which was fine. But, you know, don't be afraid of going up, you know, because like Jerry the King Lola says, it's usually the fall that hurts you, you know, but uh, it's OK. Uh, it was fine stuff. Uh, what do we have? Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, Umberto picked up the victory. Crazy win for Corbin. Crazy win for Lashley. We're advancing those storylines. And uh, and probably the match that stole the show in what I've uh, read was one of the harder-hitting affairs of the evening than what the WWE universe is accustomed to. I'll call it out Sports Illustrated. Uh, Justin Barrasso wrote the article. Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy totally had an awesome back-and-forth, uh, just hard-hitting match. Uh, Alistair Black potentially broke his nose. Another one of those organic spots where it's like, dang, that's blood. Pardon me. So with all of the blood and all the rest of that stuff, and I think Alistair actually hurt himself once he landed on the steps wrong. And then Buddy Murphy just, you know, tried to capitalize on it. He was doing a great job. They had a good match. Black Mass out of nowhere after Buddy was doing one of his uh, regularly known uh, move sequences with like the hits and the stomp. And he was going for, I think, a spin around discus type clothesline or lariat or something like that. And uh, this is where Alistair was right there ready with the spin kick. That black mash, man, it was great. We were all wondering where it was going to come from. Man, it definitely uh, would have made Randy proud with just how that element of surprise was utilized effectively and efficiently there. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, brawl backstage with Roman and Corbin. Street Profits is getting ready to go. Uh, what into the? They're going into certain recaps of the show so far, and <laughs> no siree. Corbin and all the rest are scrapping it out. Corbin, Roman, the revival. Finally, the new day. Because I was wondering, they even ex excluded that from the video package. Like, really? Where uh, Big E came through with the save And this is how Ziggy went through the table But it's alright because it was about Roman Now we got the New Day and they're uh, You know helping out And then the Street Profits jump in And it's just like yo this is all out chaos Which is uh, you know Funny in it's own rights and respects I, I enjoyed it enough And uh, yeah Oscar and Kyrie win the championships And well they retain the championships After a match of a couple of brutal spots I wouldn't say over-reliant on the high spots, but I think now we should probably just see these women have a tag match and just call it a day. If we ain't blow off from last, I blow that whole thing off last night. 
Uh, brawl ensues, and Roman gets an awesome spear through the in the crowd through like a barricade and such like that. It was it was fun. So uh, yeah, that was uh, TLC, folks. Well, shout out to everybody bringing you the podcast each and every week. Uh, TLC was a fun show. Transitional Road to WrestleMania officially begins as WWE closes out the last pay per view of the decade. And uh, yeah. As we start this road to WrestleMania, oh uh, man, who's who, who? What new stars will emerge? You know, what matches? What spots? What what's going to be remembered? Starting to get into the year in reviews and all of the top moments of the year and such like that. So, it's going to be a fun time. Match of the year candidate. Who got it? I know that there were a lot of those, especially going into the later part of the year. Also, we've got uh, NXT. Being a main part of the roster now, what kind of uh, impact are they going to have on WrestleMania? Do we even get a takeover? I don't think we're getting a takeover this year before Mania. So it's really like, okay, how is NXT going to you know, transition into this? I'm, I'm very excited to see how my guys and my ladies are going to be able to do that. And um, yeah, this, WrestleMania is already shaping up to be something awesome. So, with all of that, I will catch you guys tomorrow for the Monday Night Raw recap and review. Till then, be responsible with your power, folks. Peace.